We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. Augie'sLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. Sports Beat AM continues with the latest in Notre Dame football recruiting. This is the Blue and Gold Illustrated Recruiting Update with Mike Singer. Always great to talk Notre Dame football recruiting with Mike Singer, the recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated. Make sure you check him out on Twitter, at Mike T. Singer, and of course, all of his work at blueandgold.com. Always good to talk to you, Mike. Good morning to you, and I guess let's just get one thing out of the way. We've talked a lot about Dante Moore, the quarterback who came to Notre Dame last week for a two-day visit. You talked about it last Tuesday here on the program. Just in a nutshell, it seemed like it was a pretty good visit for Notre Dame and Dante Moore. Yeah, yeah. Um, had some reports on bloomandgold.com last week. Um, you know, from what I had heard from sources on the Notre Dame side of things, and then uh, on three, uh, a director of recruiting, Chad Simmons, um, spoke with uh, Dante's father and, and raved about the visit. So um, you can find those stories still at blueandgold.com. Um, so, yeah, overall, really good visit. Pretty sure he was at Ohio State this past weekend. Um, I, I actually haven't seen any photos of it, so I don't have 100% proof of that. But um, that, uh, that was at least the expectation going into the visit that he's going to see Ohio State. Um, I, I Real quick, Darren, sure. on, on Dante Moore, I, I you know, I had been hearing that he might end this thing sooner than later, sooner being like here in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to stretch out a little bit longer. Um, you know, obviously, if you're Notre Dame, you would rather it be sooner than later because if it's sooner, you, you know, it, it's more likely to be Notre Dame. The longer this thing goes out, you know, the more potential there is for a change of heart. But, you know, even if we're talking May, June, July, I still believe it'll end up being Notre Dame for Dante Moore, which, Darren, I'll, I'll turn this to you. You know, Notre Dame landed the number right now. I think he's the number 15 player in the country. I, you know, I think he actually moved up to number nine player um, just yesterday per the on three. Yep, number nine player per the on three consensus ranking, which equally weighs all four of the major recruiting websites. How? This would be Notre Dame's biggest recruiting wins, like w since, like I mean, especially at the quarterback position. Well, I think you got to go back to Dane Christ when he was a highly thought of quarterback coming out of high school. I mean, Mike, he was a top ten recruit. It didn't unfortunately work out as well as we thought here in South Bend for Dane Christ. But I'll say this: as a novice guy following recruiting and listening to the experts. I can't find anything in the Brian Kelly era anywhere close to this if they close it out on a quarterback like Dante Moore. There's just no quarterback that really comes that close to what Dante Moore could bring to this Notre Dame football program. So, uh, Dane Chris, back in the 2008 class, 
the on three consensus obviously on three just we just launched in august uh but we're able to retroactively um make these uh, on three consensus rankings from what you know espn and rivals mm-hmm. and, and some of them 24 7 chris the number 13 player in, in the country that year so if Moore does choose Notre Dame, he'll be the highest-ranked quarterback prospect to pick the Irish since Christ. Mm. Um, so that was a great choice there, Darren. Yeah, that was always the one thing that seemed to be missing from the Brian Kelly recruiting classes is yep. that big, wild quarterback. Not to say they didn't have really good quarterbacks, but in terms of the recruiting numbers, and let's face it, what we saw on the field, the quarterback position sometimes held back this football program, but it seems like things are changing. Yeah, this is one of my favorite conversations to have uh, because for – I believe it was Bucky Brooks, uh, an NFL Mm -hmm. network analyst, always had this this example of a truck or a trailer as a quarterback. Are you a truck and you can pull guys (laughs) along with you, or are you a trailer and you need, you know, other guys to pull you forward? Um, And Notre Dame hasn't had a truck under Brian Kelly like Ian Book great quarterback um you know obviously one of the all-time greats at Notre Dame for for what he was able to do in his longevity but national championship winning is is different um so Notre Dame just hasn't had that track at quarterback um because look Notre Dame is not going to be able to I I think it's going to get a lot better with Marcus Freeman but like recruit at that level of like Alabama and Georgia on the perimeter you know, with with Notre Dame, you know, being with Notre Dame's academics, I just think it's going to be hard to do that. So you're going to need a quarterback to make those guys a lot better as that truck. So that's that that's kind of my thoughts there. Mike, my truck saying is this: this is the Darren Pritchett philosophy in the college game. An outstanding quarterback can overcome other deficiencies on the football team and get you the victories you're looking for. And I think Brady Quinn was a prime example. That defense that Brady Quinn was on for a couple of years was not very good. It was not BCS caliber, but they got to two BCS bowl games because Brady Quinn was an exceptional quarterback, and that offense got to them got them to those two BCS bowl games. Now, they lost to LSU and Ohio State in those games, but my point is difference-making quarterbacks can get you to the winner's circle a whole lot more often, even if you have some weaknesses on the football team, and I just have not seen that in quite some time here in South Bend. And that's not to say, again, Ian Book was a bad quarterback, right. but he was a part of a team that had a really good running game, offensive line, defense, and as a group, they got to the playoff. I mean, is, is Brady Quinn the last true truck? Of Notre Dame football at the quarterback position? Personally, that's my standard, yes. Yeah. That's my standard, anyway. Okay, Peyton Bowen. Notre Dame football commitment, but a lot of people are still interested in him, as they should. This is a high-end player. Do you still feel comfortable about Notre Dame and Bowen being a good match? Quick note, we, we, we just talked about seven minutes on Dante Moore. That was even on the schedule for us, Darren, but I love that. That was a great discussion. Um, as far as Peyton Bowen goes, uh, top 50 player uh, in the country from a Denton, Texas guy or high school in the Dallas area. I don't know, Darren. I mean, I believe he was just at Texas A&M this past weekend. He's Uh-oh. visited Oklahoma. He's visited Ole Miss. I mean, he committed to Notre Dame on New Year's Day, but, you know, taking all these visits. I mean, on one hand, you know, folks I talk to on the Notre Dame side of things feel that Peyton Bowen's going to stick. 
but then you know my mantra is follow the visits um, and that kind of give you a good indication a lot of times what might happen in recruiting or or where a player might be leaning and uh, if you follow Peyton Bowen's visits I mean it, it definitely doesn't indicate that he's very solid with Notre Dame he is expected to be at uh, in South Bend uh, for the spring game uh, April 23rd his brother uh, Eli who the Irish just offered he's a 2024 cornerback will be there with them um, so I mean it could be a great little um, situation if Notre Dame could pull off a package deal there and this is not a term I use very often package deal you'll see a lot of sure. buddies out there who maybe attend the same high school or um, or play in the same seven on seven team or whatever it may be say that they're a package deal and it never happens but when you're siblings and you live in the same household it's uh, more more possible to happen so uh, <coughs> could be a, a pretty big deal if Notre Dame was able to to keep Peyton Bowen in this class, I would project it right now, Darren, but not with a with a ton of confidence. It's, I mean, especially when he's taking visits to all these SEC schools, you just never know. I guess, Mike, this is a good time just to point out something obvious, but I want to say this for the average recruiting fan that there might be more drama in Notre Dame football recruiting going forward because Marcus Freeman and this coaching staff. They are going all in on high-end players, possibly some players that past Notre Dame coaching staffs would not go after. And, Mike, let's be honest. When you go after the high-end talent, all the big boys are going to be going after those players, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, on down the line. I think that's going to lead me to probably ask you questions in the future about, well, this guy is committed, but dot, dot, dot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think Notre Dame fans want players who Alabama and you know sure. Oregon you and uh, you know LSU and Ohio State and all these big time programs want rather than not. I mean, there was a player in the was it twenty yeah twenty twenty two class on this past cycle who most years Notre Dame would have accepted a commitment from, um, and he ended up um, you know playing at the the Group of Five level. Um, like Notre Dame had offered him, and I, I thought they were going to accept a commitment from him, and he would have been a, a solid commitment, would have would not have been recruited by other programs, um, not because like he wasn't a good player, um, but you know he would have been someone who other schools have been like, hey, he's solid with Notre Dame, like, uh, but you know the Alabamas of the world would not have, have gone after him. So we're st- we're seeing a shift there, Darren. So your point. I, I kind of look at the other side. Notre Dame is maybe not taking some of these players who is like a, well, he's an easy Notre Dame fit. He might not be a national championship level player for us, but we feel comfortable with it. I think Marcus Freeman, you know, is kind of making Notre Dame get out of his comfort zone a little bit in recruiting and, you know, going after these top guys. Maybe some players they don't have any business landing um, like Jalen Sneed last year. I think that's a great example of Notre Dame going into South Carolina to get a five-star linebacker from a public high school. Like, what, how often does that happen there? Um, so, and uh, Sneed, you know, perfect fit. What, what, what's Marcus Freeman's quote? Notre Dame could change you if you let it. Um, I mean, hmm. we're, we're seeing that. Hmm. Let's talk Harry Heastan for a moment. Mike, Mike Singer, recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. He's back as offensive line coach. How has recruiting gone for Harry in the amount of time that he's been able to talk about some of these offensive linemen or talk to these offensive linemen in the classes of 23 and 24? 
You know, Darren, we actually had a discussion about this a little bit on the Blue and Gold message board on Monday, and I was a little surprised. There's, you know, some Notre Dame fans who are not really thrilled about offensive line recruiting right now with Harry Heastand, and I'm like, I, 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 I I understand if you, if you want to see the immediate results of like six commitments, but I mean, look, Notre Dame has gone longer without an offensive line commitment in this 2023 cycle than they typically do um, by a few months, to be honest. But I think this is going to be just fine, guys. Notre Dame is in the mix for some big-time players. Charles Jag, you saw uh, from Illinois, he's going to be on campus um, this week. Monroe Freeling... Um, you know, he's going to be on campus, uh, for the blue gold game. Sullivan Absher, the same. Um, I mean, Austin Seierveld is a guy from Ohio who Notre Dame's after, um, he was on campus this past weekend and for the blue gold game, Sam Pendleton from North Carolina is on campus this week. These are all four star players, um, really impressive recruits. I mean, these guys are all getting to campus. Uh, I think Harry Heastain's done a really nice job in the 2024 class already, Darren. So, yes, the results of commitments haven't been there just yet, but it's got to be a little bit of patience. Mm -hmm. um, I think these things will come. Um, Notre Dame's still offensive line U. The, the, the recruits um, absolutely um, love Harry Heastain from, from what I've heard. Uh, I think Notre Dame's been... Uh, Look, I mean, Harry Heastand is not known to be this super daily active recruiter, right? And you said in the past, I don't like recruiting that much. But I, I'm not hearing anything negative in terms of Notre Dame not really being in touch a lot with these offensive line um, and prospects, Darren. So uh, whatever they got going on, I, I wouldn't touch it. I think they're doing a great job. I'm not sure Santa Claus could deliver fan patience and recruiting to you for Christmas this year. He could try, but I'm not sure he could pull it off. That's something that's just never going to happen. <laughs> I know. That might be why I'm losing some of my patience. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say losing your hair. I'm like, you're too young for that. I'm glad it's just patience over hair. Hey, Mike, what's happening right now? Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Dollar for a year. I know, Darren. Still going on. It's a shock. So we got... I mean, I know I say this, it's great, still great time to sign up. Recruiting um, April is going to be huge. I've I've personally got the over-under on commitments at 1.5. There's mm. two players who I believe uh, we'll, we'll be talking on here soon about. I mean, it's it's been a little while since Notre Dame got a new commitment, I believe a couple months. So I think things are going to heat up here uh, pretty soon, uh, potentially even uh, next Monday. When, or excuse me, uh, yeah, are, are, you, are you on the air next Monday, Darren? I sure am. All right. Well, we might have to move uh, Tuesday to Monday. We might have a new uh, commitment mm. to talk about potentially. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, exciting time at blueandgold.com. Spring football uh, recruiting, definitely the place to get all that information. He is Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mike T. Singer. And at some point, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, Darren. That is Mike Singer, recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com.